Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash School of Humans. Hello, welcome to another episode of Cadaver Gals. Yes, yes, yes. This is the podcast where we talk about death, dying, the ways the people have died, and lately a lot of murder. Really interesting. Um, we do this to cope with our own mortality. Yes. Um, I'm your host, Nika, along with Taylor and Gabby. Do y'all want to... Hi. Hello. I love it. I love it. I love it. And on today's show, Gabby is going to be hitting us with the strange life of Diogenes and the many ways that he might have died, question mark. Uh, yes, we are very factual over here. Also, Taylor is going to be sharing a creepy conspiracy theory set in the terrifying state, I don't know what the accent that was, of Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas. Kansas. Kansas was Arkansas. Of ass, the terrifying state of ass. Today's trigger warnings include murder, gunshot wounds, motor accidents, and unhygienic behavior. So fun, so fun, so fun. Thank you for listening. If you're deciding to stay, this is Cadaver Gals. Cue song. Cadaver Gals. Hi, everyone. We're back. Gabby just made a super sexual joke as the the theme song was playing. And now I'm blushing. So since Gabby, since you made me uncomfortable and I'm going to sue you for sexual harassment, um, should we go ahead and start with your story? Yes. I can't wait to be sued. It will be my first time. um, And your first time is always the best time to be sued. Another. (laughs) Another. 
it's okay. my first time. Mm. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you guys ever think I'm inappropriate on the air, just off the air, <laughs> who knows what's happening? <laughs> well, I think actually this is a good tangent because I'm going to be talking about Diogenes, who was a gross ass motherfucker who's also hilarious and probably hot. So just like me. <laughs> okay, um, honestly, guys. Gabby, I think that you and Diogenes could have been really good friends. Like, and I only say that because I was reading more about him this week via this really cool book, and he was kind of like a performance artist, if you will, and some of his philosophy was almost like slapstick. Like, the way he was so committed to the bit, and I just feel like that's you. Yeah, he really was, because he was like, the only way we can really define our lives are actions, so of course he would play out the bit, because you can't just like talk about shit, that doesn't mean it's real, you gotta actually be beholden to what you believe in, so, and what he kind of believed in was um, being a gross, unhygienic kind of person, Nika, I don't think you would be friends with him, Taylor, I do think you might be friends with Diogenes just because so much of his life is defined by either being with dogs or dog-like behavior. He was like the ultimate dog person because he just, it was like he would literally act like a dog. Oh, I love that. So it was a little different. But Taylor, I want this to be kind of like a cautionary tale for you, Mm. uh, just in case you get too much into dogs. Like, I don't want you to become a dog, you know, but just in case. Tell me he was the first furry. Well, no, because he didn't have any possessions, really. So he wouldn't have been able to, like, dress up. I mean, they do love their possessions. Th- their tails. Have you ever tried to steal a tail from a furry? I don't recommend it. Um, no, have you? No, but I think about it all the time. Okay. <laughs> all the time. So Diogenes was born in somewhere between 412 and 404 B.C., TBT, ancient Greece, Grecian times, Alexander the Great is coming up. I mean, he's going to come up in like a few decades, but he's going to come up eventually during Diogenes' life. So Diogenes was born in Sinope, which was a colony on the coast of the Black Sea in what is now modern day Turkey. And he and his dad worked in a minting factory. So kind of like not not a factory. I don't know if they had factories. They just, they were mentors. They would make the money, the currency for Sinope, but they got run out of town because Diogenes was accused of destroying the coinage and the mint. Like he was basically, I think, you know, it's kind of like when you draw on a $20 bill, he was doing that, but with the coins, just being like, (laughs) ha 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 ha, I'm doing this. So yeah, he's being a bit of a troll. So one story goes that he and his dad were run out of town. They ran over to Athens, but the other story is they were both imprisoned and then his dad died in prison and then Diogenes escaped and ran off to Athens. Okay, that was a lot that you just said. Yeah, I mean, Diogenes' thing about his life, which I think is perfect for this show, is it's uh, it's really hard to know exactly what had happened because all of his works were either suppressed or lost or uh, he never wrote down anything. It's really hard to know. So when he gets to Athens, yeah. he goes and sees this oracle and he's like, yo, what should I be doing with my life? And the oracle's like, bro, you should go and like deface currency you know and he's like well that's crazy that you said that but I've already done that and I was like it was a bad scene so I'm going to take this as a metaphor and deface the currency of society instead so that kind of became his life goal was like I'm going to disrupt society so he's like I guess I should become a philosopher so he's like walking around Athens you know like getting rid of his possessions one time he he even had this clay bowl and that was like one of his only things. But then he saw a boy drinking water out of his like cupped hands. And he's like, why the fuck do I have this bowl? I could just use my hands. So he like threw his bowl down and broke it. 
So yeah, he was pretty aggressive with his beliefs. And dramatic. Yeah, pretty. he was pretty dramatic. <laughs> that was like a really dramatic thing. Like, why do I need a bowl? I'll just smash it. Yes. And use my hands. Like, what? So he started studying under this one guy who his name sounds like antihistamine. So that's what I'm going to call him. And he was a, a student of Socrates. And then so Diogenes started studying under him, learning about philosophy and shit. And he became one of the first cynics. And that's interesting because apparently the origin of cynicism, like actually the word, it means dog-like. So he kind of thought dogs were superior to men. True. But dogs are so hopeful. I'm like, why? The cynics were thinking like, there's no way that a human can find happiness within civilization because civilization is unnatural. So like, what God gave you, the land, the earth, that is the only way you can be happy. So the further that you get away from that, then the less happy and the less, you know, fulfilled life you can have. So that's why he revered dogs because, you know, they just do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they poop on the street. They eat whatever food. They're just like living their lives, you know. They're living their best lives. Yeah. And he's like, they don't have the anxiety of society and shit. So like, I respect the shit out of these doggies, okay? He even went so far as to... Start behaving like a dog. He didn't really like people. Can you believe it? And the only time he would like really interact with people is he would go to the like the Grecian games, like the Olympics and the other like tournaments like that. People would make fun of him because he was like so unkempt, like he was just like really dirty and people would call him a dog, but he would take it as a compliment. One time people were saying, you're a dog. And then he just started like defecating at the games, you know. Okay. He was very proud that he didn't belong to like a state and didn't have a home and didn't have possessions, but he did eventually acquire a home and his home was just this giant clay jar that you could, you know, put wine or olive oil or whatever in. So he slept in a jar, like a big old clay jar. Yeah, he did a lot of bizarre things. He would walk around the city like not wearing clothes. He did have this one lamp that he would carry around and he would stick it in people's faces. And he's like, I'm looking for a real man. And he couldn't find one because, you know, that was his commentary on society that everyone is superficial and all of these like the things that we do, like our societal norms, like our behaviors, our rituals and shit. And all of that is dumb. He thinks that we are more disconnected from like who we really are when we have all of these like our cultural behaviors and stuff. So he was just like very anti-establishment, you know. Good for him. Yeah, good for him sleeping in his clay jar. Yeah, and also Diogenes like really hated Plato. And one time he was kind of making fun of Plato's definition of what like it means to be a person, to means to be a human. And what Diogenes did is he walked up to Plato's school. He took a chicken, took all the feathers off the chicken. And he was like, based on your definition, this is a man, this chicken. And so... He was known as the guy who brought a live chicken to Plato's place. So that's the thing. Like he was just so committed to it. Yeah, he really was. He was like the original troll. Yeah. Well, here's also here's a funny, you know, a little Diogenes diet plan. One time he said, if only it were as easy to banish hunger by rubbing my belly. Uh, He said that in response when someone was like, hey, man, you shouldn't masturbate in public. But basically he's saying like, hey, man, I'm hungry and I can't rub my belly to be unhungry. So I'm going to rub one off, my dudes. With Diogenes, too, he like would totally justify those actions where it's like if someone caught me masturbating public, I'd be like, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but Diogenes would be like, oh, no, this is like I am the fact that you're like disgusted with this. It's like you are so far away from what it actually means to be a human because you're living in society like fuck off. And he also like a lot of his works, he justified cannibalism and murder and like all this other stuff. So that's why some people think his work was suppressed because future Stoics wanted to make him look better because obviously those aren't like the sexiest things to defend, you know? <laughs> It's just like bad PR, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I just imagine him as this like haggard man, like running around trolling people in Athens. But then one day he was on a sea adventure and he got captured by pirates and was sold into slavery. You know, when that suddenly happens. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) he got bought by this dude in Corinth. And what he did was just like lounge in the sun and like tutor this guy's two kids. So not like the worst he eventually was freed i think a few years afterwards like while he was like staying at this home and like tutoring these kids but um that's when alexander the great stumbled across him because he was like pretty well known and after alexander the great conquered corinth where he was he was like oh i want to meet diogenes and so the story goes that alexander the great found diogenes lounging in a field in the sunlight and he like comes to talk to him and he's like oh my god diogenes you're like so cool yeah i'm like really powerful i don't know if you know that about me i'm like super powerful but would you like me to grant you like a wish or whatever because like i can do whatever and then diogenes was just like yeah you could get out of my sunlight (laughs) shots fired yeah alexander the great you know in some accounts he was mad other accounts he was like "Ha, ha 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 but then he ended up being like, well, Diogenes, if I wasn't Alexander the Great, I would want to be Diogenes. And Diogenes was like, same. If I wasn't Diogenes, I would also like to be Diogenes. Witty ass <laughs> what bro. What a dick. Oh I know. God. I mean, it's not that he's standing up to power. I'm sure he's just being a troll to like any person who gets in his way, no matter their status or station. So here's what happened with his death, okay? We don't know. Yeah, I was wondering if there was death in this I mean, this story. you know me. I like to take my time getting to the point of the podcast. I know Gabby's we have like, this theme. No, he's actually my uncle. Um, he actually yeah. lives forever, and I keep him in my basement. Yeah, Diogenes is crazily still alive to this day. <laughs> he's like 2,400 years or 2,600 years old. No, 2,400 years old. Um, he looks terrible. You know, he didn't use the lotions, but... He did die, apparently. He did, he, that's the truth of the matter, is he did die. We know that for sure, that he died. That's not the fake news. So there's, like, multiple theories of how he might have died or, you know, writings about how he died. And I think it's more like metaphor. But there was one where he held his breath until he died, which we know you can't do. But I do think that death would make sense for him because I think he would also be, like, trolling the world, being like, yeah, I'm just going to hold my breath and then die, buds. Like, then I'm out of here. Like back off you know another way he might have died is they said that he might have eaten some raw octopus it was poisoned and then he died from that but then the way i'm going to choose that he died is the third theory because we all know diogenes you know he respected dogs he loved the dogs he was like yeah you're calling me a dog but like i like that i'm gonna take your insult make it a compliment that was something that he did all the time well before he died he said that when he dies, he didn't want any like fancy burial rituals or whatever. He was like, when I die, just throw me over the gates of Corinth and let the wild beasts and the dogs feed on me. Okay. He just wanted to be eaten by dogs after he okay. died. That makes sense. 
give back to his like people. Exactly. His people, the dogs, his followers, the dogs, (laughs) his followers. But the one way that people do think he died was that he was bitten by a dog and got rabies and died. That is so fitting. I know it's so appropriate. Or it was just like general infection. Yeah. Infections happened back then a lot. So I like the dog story. I think to really honor Diogenes is we should just, you know, say that he got bit by a dog and he died. Sadly, though, they did not do his preferred burial method. They didn't throw him over the walls of what Corinth and let the dogs feast on it. I know. Why do people not just do the burials that people ask for? I mean, maybe people didn't want to, like, look at that happening. You know, like, I get that. Turn your back quickly. Yeah, just, like, don't look over there. Put up a sign. Earplugs. Yeah, put in your earbuds, ancient Grecian (laughs) folks. But after he died, they did put up a memorial. Well, because this is what I want to go back to you, Taylor. I know in a previous episode, you said that your preferred burial method would be to be totally obliterated. If that does happen to you, I'm going to do the same thing that they did for Diogenes, which they erected a marble pillar with a marble statue of a dog on top of it in remembrance of Diogenes and of Taylor. So, Ooh, I love that. Yeah, so his story gave me some good insight on how your funeral should go. I still can't get over the fact that you just said erected. It sounds a lot like erection. What else am I supposed to say? I don't know. Put up? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It got hard? That's the term. We're actually 12, okay? We're all 12. No, that's just unique. Okay, well, anyway, I want to say that Diogenes saying, I'm a dog, well, thanks. I like dogs. Reminds me so much of like, I don't know if you guys did this, but in um primary school or middle school or high school when someone would be like you're a bitch and then you would look at the girl and be like oh well a bitch is a female dog so what do you say <laughs> that was like the best way to combat that yeah what is that called being like that obnoxiously contrarian where it's like i know what you're saying but i'm gonna pretend like i don't know what you're being talking about. gabby that's what it's called okay oh. being gabby. <laughs> wow wow mm, well thank you so much gabby for that i am inspired taylor i hope you especially learned a thing or two about Diogenes' life and how you can not make the same mistakes that he did. I did. I just, I'm just, I love my dog. I'm not going to be a dog though because okay. that's just not possible. Um, oh, I not don't because you don't really want, want to, to defecate it, in public. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Or anything like that. So yeah, I think, I think I'll be fine. I think I'm good. Okay. So we don't need, I mean, Nika and I were talking about an intervention just to make sure this wouldn't happen for you. So I'm glad to know that we have verbal confirmation from you that you won't become a dog. Yes. Unnecessary. Right. Good. Okay. Great. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the way that Diogenes probably actually was buried against as well. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbionica.com. C Y M B I O. TIKA.com. So Gabby just shared the extremely interesting, kind of bizarre, but mostly awesome story about Diogenes and his life and his doggy death. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Got since, him. Thank you. So since he died in Corinth, which was the ancient city-state between Athens and Sparta, and also apparently he would make fun of the Corinthians' burial rites, despite him being buried in that way, um, it feels <laughs> only right for me to share a little bit about how would you be buried if you were a Corinthian in 323 BC? Do we all feel prepared for that? Yeah, I think that's actually what we, it's necessary that we have this conversation. You know, So yeah. I'm so happy that you brought it up. I believe in talking about important things. Okay. Yeah. So, how they do it in Corinth. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yes, yes Queen How yes. they do it in Corinth. <laughs> okay. So, Corinth during Diogenes' time did not have outside religious influences just yet. Sometimes I think when you think of Corinthians or Corinth, you think of Christianity. I know I do um, because that's how I grew up and Corinthians was like a big, it's a big Bible chapter, right? But actually Paul the Apostle didn't even make it there until 49 AD. So a good while post Diogenes' doggy death. There, 
the dog days, days. The dog days. Diogenes. Yeah. <laughs> the new way that we should refer to time. So- <laughs> mm-hmm. Post-DDD, <laughs> pre-DDD. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, there. So instead of Christianity, there were actually cults of Aphrodite, Apollo, Demeter, other Greek gods. And so many of the burial rites were directly connected with religious beliefs stemming from those gods and of just Greek mythology in general. I find it fascinating how the city was controlled by this fervent belief in mythology. I actually found a translated quote from this ancient Greek geographer. His name was Strabo, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that's like a... Strabo. Strabo. I'm pretty sure that's like a pasta shop now. I don't know. But... I'm going to name my next dog that. Strabo? That's like a porn star name. Yeah. Strabo. Oh, he has like a big mustache and like... Big Dick yeah. Strabo. Yeah. Ugh, y'all ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all are so Oh, mean. yeah, that's not your dog's name anymore. We just ruined it. Nope. But it is your pasta restaurant. Yeah. Strabo's <laughs> Pasta, which means his wiggly dick. Ew. Oh, uh, Ew. All right, Gabby. Now you ruined it. See, I'll play with you, but then you take it too far. <laughs> I'm just like Diogenes, what can I say? He's my mentor. He's in my basement. I know. (laughs) He is in your basement. So um, what he said explained perfectly how mythology and the cults of the gods really drove the culture of Corinth, the way that people lived, and obviously the burial rites. So he's talking about one of the many temples of the goddess Aphrodite, my girl. And he says, Corinthos there, on account of the multitude of courtesans, prostitutes, who were sacred to Aphrodite, outsiders resorted in great numbers, so they vacationed there, and kept holiday. And the merchants and soldiers who went there squandered all their money so that the following proverb arose in reference to them. Not for every man is the voyage to Corinthos. So I like to think of Corinth as like Las Vegas, which makes sense. (laughs) And then it would make sense why Diogenes was so like... Throw all your material possessions behind because it seemed to be a very, very wealthy, popular place to go vacation and gamble. Yeah, I don't know. Probably gamble. Yeah. (laughs) And have sex. So obviously, per the above quote that I just said, the religion at the time clearly affected every aspect of Corinthian people's lives, including the burial rites that they adhered to. According to the Greeks, the moment of death is when the dead person's spirit leaves their body via a little breath or a little puff of wind. And after the person is confirmed to be dead, because you've got to confirm, don't want to accidentally bury someone alive, female relatives, usually elder, of the deceased would begin the burial ritual, which was a very intense ritual. It involved, first of all, washing and anointing the body with oil and then dressing the body and placing it on a high bed in the house where people could go and pay their respects and see the deceased. And then what they would do is take the body to its place of burial on like a funerary procession path called an ekphora and they would have to do this right before dawn because the greek government didn't want to be disturbed during like the daytime (laughs) just like taking a deceased person around the roads in they're like we don't want those bad vibes exactly no bad vibes (laughs) (laughs) they would also put a coin for Karen, I think is how you pronounce it, which is the person who in Greek mythology ferries the souls across the river. Karen? Karen? Karen. Okay, C-H-A-R-O-N. Charon? Karen? I don't know. I say Karen. Let's say it's Karen. No, it's not Karen. Uh, Can you imagine? Karen. Some some white woman picks you up in her van and drives you across (laughs) the the river, complains about like the traffic. Yes, I can actually. (laughs) And like her 2004 Quest minivan. Absolutely. 
Yes. Well, that's what they would do. They would put the coin because you had to pay Karen, which I guess Karen <laughs> and Karen in many ways both need to get paid. And that's that makes total sense, what I just said. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Karen needs to be paid, guys. Yes. No priests also, no priests could be present during the burial because it was believed that corpses could pollute the gods. And because priests would convene with the gods, they didn't want to pollute the priests and then pollute the gods, basically. So relatives had to do all of the work of burying their loved ones, which is like a lot. And this makes sense why Diogenes was like, throw me across the wall. It's because they had, all people had to be buried outside of the city walls because it was thought the dead bodies were were pollution. So that that's, I guess Diogenes was at least respecting that in the sense of he didn't want, because he could have said, hey, throw me, you know, on the street, but he said, throw me along the wall. So makes sense. But it's like also that would have been more, I mean, if it's your family that has to do all the burial rituals and stuff, it would make sense to throw him to the dogs, though, because the dogs were his family. It does. It does. But I think that in Greek mythology, they believe that if the body isn't prepared correctly and isn't buried correctly, the dead would not be able to cross over into the afterlife and then could haunt family members. So I don't know who buried Diogenes, but I'm assuming that they buried the him because, okay, again, Taylor, no dog is going to pick up Diogenes and bury him with his little dogs don't have thumbs. But they're good they diggers, they Nika. Dig. You're not putting the story together very well, Nika. You know what? Dogs, dogs can dig better than humans can. I'm going to give that to the dogs. I'm, mm-hmm. So you're telling me that I'm not putting the story well because I'm telling you the dogs didn't bury this ancient philosopher. Hey, we don't know. If I could physically Gabby's attack you right now, you I right literally... Now. <laughs> but also, Nika, I'm going to say that you're telling a great story and also it would make sense why they would be so pressed to give him a burial because they don't want Diogenes haunting them. He would be the worst ghost. Oh, he would be... He would be yeah. the worst. And that was my biggest conclusion. Like, coming out of my research, I was like, it makes sense that they did not give him the burial that he wanted because Diogenes is a ghost sounds like the worst possible idea. We don't want to give him, like, eternity. It, it was enough. At- How old was he when he died? He was pretty old. He was probably, like, hold on. 32? Like, <laughs> 90 or 80. Okay, yeah. Depending. So oh, okay. we 80 to 90 years was more than enough for this man. So it makes sense that they really made sure that he was buried properly. And... That's what would have happened if you would have been buried in Corinth. You, Gabby, specifically. Thank you. I would love to get in Karen's minivan. and She probably has good <laughs> snacks. Like She probably has fruit by the foot, you know? Honestly, she probably does. Her, and, like, like, that's it. Some Capri Sun. Her minivan is littered with peanuts or, like, raisins. Yeah. Speaking of a place with a lot of Karens, Taylor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I love my segues. Don't disrespect Arkansas like that. I mean, it's got a lot of Karens, but it's got a lot of like other people. Oh, absolutely. There are other people besides Karen. Oh, yeah. Listen, we are here recording from Atlanta, Georgia, which is, according to like a little vaccination map, an anti-vaxxer city, which I just find hilarious. So I'm not I'm not making fun of any Karens because we have enough Karens here. Oh, yeah. So Taylor, yes, this state, this something state real bad Arkansas. happened there. Yep. So I just want to preface that this story 
is a big one for cadaver gals, but I'm going to see if I can make it work. I heard about this case like, I don't know, a year, two years ago or something working on another podcast. So there's a lot to unpack here, so bear with me. But also, if you really like it, then just tell us, tell our bosses, and then make them make us do a podcast about this case. Anyway. You want us to go back to Arkansas, Taylor? No, this we can do this research remotely. Okay. 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 Fine. And you had fun in Arkansas, from what I understand. It's true. There's this amazing place in Arkansas called the Daisy Queen, not the Dairy Queen. And it's it's perhaps the best place I've ever been. I'll leave it at that. Wait, what Marshall, was it? Marshall, Arkansas. Sponsored by Sponsored Daisy by Queen. Daisy Queen. It's just like in the <laughs> small town called Marshall, Arkansas. It's like population of 1,200. And it's it's basically like a diner. I had like a fried Twinkie Sunday situation. And it was terrific. Okay. Anyway, so, Taylor. So this um, this is a case out of Alexander, Arkansas. It's a pretty It's a pretty well-known case. It's about these two guys, Don Henry and Kevin Ives. They were 16 and 17 years old. They were best friends. They were seniors in high school. Alexander, Arkansas is a very rural area. You know, they like to hunt. Is it in like the Ozark? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's kind of near the Ozarks. But anyway, so that night on August 23rd, 1987, the two were staying at Don's house and they go out to go, presumably to go hunting because Don, he had this rifle that he like really cherished and so he had it with him. So he, they presumed that he was, they were going to go hunting. So about 4 a.m., a cargo train was passing by as it does every day going through to Little Rock when the conductor noticed that there was something on the tracks. He eventually realized that it was these two boys who turned out to be Don and Kevin so the conductor also mentioned that there was like a green tarp. We can kind of talk about that again later. But um, the conductor did everything to stop the train, blew the horn or whistle or whatever to try and warn, warn the boys to get up and get moving. But it was too late. Oh, no. He's, yep. The 75 car, 6,000 ton train could not stop in time. It was going about like 50, 55 miles per hour, and it actually takes about a mile or so to stop a train of that size and weight. Seems like there should be a quicker way to stop a train, but I mean, when you have so many cars, I guess that makes sense. We haven't yet conquered inertia. Exactly. So obviously, this was fatal. The conductor, once he was able to stop the train, called the police so they could begin their investigation. The boys were apparently laying perfectly parallel on the train tracks, and... As it happens, the boys were autopsied, where the medical examiner said that they believed the boys had smoked so much marijuana that they were in a drug-induced coma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I should not be laughing. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Well, you're laughing because it's that's ridiculous. I, like the yeah. amount of pot that you'd have to smoke to—I mean, that's like not really yeah. possible. Yeah. Also, to just like fall asleep perfectly on a train track across, you know. Okay, also with green tarp over you. Like, what, did they just snuggle up and think that, like, the train track was a place to fall asleep? And they were cold and they grabbed a green tarp? Yeah, you would sleep in the grass. Yeah, grass is softer. Exactly. And the... Scientifically. Like, the horn, you would hear the... A train is so loud. Yeah. You would hear the horn, you would feel the vibrations, like, no matter how high you are, you could probably, with enough time, get up, in theory. Anyway. So the medical examiner... That's what he said, though, that it was a drug-induced coma. That medical examiner didn't know much about drugs. Sounds like a square. Sure didn't. 
he said something that it was like some equivalent of like 2,000 joints or something insane like that, which like, who's even... (laughs) 2,000 joints in Alexander, Arkansas. It would take so much talent to roll 2,000 joints. I don't think that was... Like the time to actually smoke it. Yeah. Like, anyway, I digress. So the investigators were like, sounds good to me. This is an accident. (laughs) They accidentally smoked 2,000 joints and laid down to rest on train tracks. Perfectly parallel. Yeah. Which is suspicious. If you're that, like, high and coma-induced, you're not going to be that specific about being super perfectly parallel. Anyway. So the boys' families were like, "Mm, that doesn't make any sense. So they tried really hard to get the case opened back up but were consistently denied. Eventually, they hired a PI. He also tried to get the case reopened, also denied, until they decided they were like, you know what? Forget the investigators. Let's take this to the town. So they held a town hall press conference thing, and literally the next day, the case was reopened. So super effective method just for some places, I guess. Get your town together, y'all. Get your people. Mm Mm-hmm. So eventually, they get the bodies exhumed so that a new medical examiner could conduct their own autopsy. This medical examiner had a very different finding. He determined that one of the boys had died prior to the train hitting them, and the other one was unconscious. And then also, he was like, okay, there was like a little bit of marijuana in their systems, but like, not like what was said by the first medical examiner. It was like, plenty for them to be able to wake, wake back up. So the second autopsy determined the manner was possible homicide. So this went from like a total accident to like somebody straight up murdered these boys. So then, also still not satisfied, a third autopsy was conducted by yet another pathologist. And this is insane to me. This time, there was evidence of stab wounds found on Don's shirt. And Kevin Ives appeared to have, like, a blow to the head by what looked like to be the base of the gun that they had brought with them. And so this medical examiner determined that this was, like, ruled actually a homicide. So this went from accident to these boys were straight up murdered. And and this kind of went down a year after the incident. So obviously this investigation has now taken a turn and... During this time, there was this drug trafficking ring going on in Arkansas. And so the new investigator was like, I bet these boys saw something that they weren't supposed to see. And so that's like what happened. But they really couldn't get very far with like what actually happened. So they kind of assumed like, okay, they saw something and they were put, you know, they were beaten or murdered or whatever. And then put on the train tracks so that it looked like an accident. Did they figure out if the first doctor who did the autopsy was a dirty doctor, a DD? So there is actually a lot. He had botched a ton of autopsies. And eventually he resigned. And like a lot of the people that he had autopsied had been re-autopsied afterwards. So That's he was not great at his yeah, job. Clearly. Or he was corrupt. So there's actually this pretty famous story about this guy named Barry Seal. And he was a commercial pilot turned drug trafficking pilot turned CIA informant who was involved in transporting cocaine through the Mena, Arkansas airport. Later, he was murdered. Obviously, he was dealing with a bunch of like 
drug people and whatnot. So, so anyway, all of this was like still going on. Barry Seal died like just before these these kids, but this trafficking ring was still going on. So nothing, really nothing comes of it. It's just been kind of a standstill. But fast forward to 2018, there was this famous wrestler named Billy Jack Haynes, and he was often security for these drug drops. And he came out in 2018, recorded a testimony claiming that he saw the boys murdered and actually had it recorded since it was his job to provide evidence that the drugs were like dropped correctly or whatever. And he says that he was working for a criminal politician. He was told to keep his identity safe. So he wore like a black ski mask, which is why his name apparently was like never mentioned. Now, I don't really know where this testimony has gone. I do know that he was like on drugs at the time. And he has like this really bad reputation of like all these crazy claims and stuff like this. But also, so he was saying he was working for a politician, a criminal politician. Mm. So I actually came across this discussion board too recently and um, during my research, coincidentally. Wow. Uh, there was a Reddit thread. There were well, like Reddit, these, Reddit. I love Reddit. Yep. <laughs> so there were, there's this Reddit thread like asking like, where the heck did Billy Jack Haynes go? Like we haven't heard or seen him, seen from. We haven't seen, seen from him. or heard from him since April of 2020 which I assume is just because of his like Twitter account. That was like the last time he posted something. So that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But at this point, that's kind of like the closest point of closure that we're going to get. There were a lot of other instances where people who were supposed to be working on the case or which Nika's going to go into, but like these, there were people that were supposed to be working on the case that or were jurors or supposed to provide testimony that wound up dead. So it's like, what's going on with this? So this remains unsolved, despite it being ruled a homicide. Correct. They just were like, oh, it must be these drug people. And then it was kind of like, okay, the end. The, sh- the sheriff yes. didn't try to solve it or like the, go- like the government didn't step in, any- nothing? So the sheriff's department at the time was supposed to send some of the materials, like the boys' clothing, to the FBI. But... They actually didn't do that. They sent it to the Arkansas State Police instead. And so, like, there's just kind of been – and then, like, you know, once after a year or more, there's no more evidence for them to kind of go back and and collect. Oh, the green tarp. So there was never any mention of the green tarp later. The conductor said he saw it, but – it, it was never found. It wasn't found on, on the scene. So, like, people are also like, what happened to the green tarp? So, very suspicious So many stuff. questions. This is crazy. So many questions. Also, so just, few like, answers. collect evidence, my dudes. Well, they were just, like, they assumed from the beginning, apparently, that it was just an accident. And so it wasn't really investigated as a homicide, which is not how you're supposed to do that, apparently. But... I'm not going to try and take on the Arkansas State Police again. I will. I'll fight them all. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, this story overwhelmed me. It had so much information. I was just, like, trying to research for this. And I, like, kept hitting conspiracy theory websites, which I was like, ugh. Like, my brain is rotting. And then um, (laughs) very small tidbits of information. Taylor, thank you for sharing. I 
found mm, conspiracy websites, which made my brain rot, and then also some tiny tidbits of information, which I'm so excited to share after the break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. So Taylor lovingly shared these two really horrible and suspicious deaths. Um, and we, she sent me some info too because we were working on a podcast about this a while back. And then I also did kind of like some other research. And it turns out that there are six other 
deaths also set in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yes? Yep. You said it. You did it. You did it correct. I'm going to, I feel like throwing up. Okay. That are actually connected to this big drug trafficking conspiracy theory. However, because most conspiracy theories do this, this conspiracy is connected to another conspiracy theory. Ooh. Ooh. Called the Clinton body count conspiracy. The CBCC, if you will. I don't know why we're doing that, but we're doing that today. Are you saying that Bill Clinton killed these boys? Great. I'm convinced. He shot them dead himself. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) this conspiracy theory argues that the Clintons, yes, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, have murdered over 50 people to cover up the bad shit that these people have seen them partake in. What bad shit, you might ask? They're just politicians, aren't they? good guys well (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what everyone thinks about the clintons just all the time there's like nothing nuanced to say about them (laughs) they're just great um yes like all politicians they are perfect no i'm kidding infidelity money laundering drug trafficking just stuff like that you know white collar crimes blah blah the huge exactly what i expect every single politician engages in which is why we don't idolize politicians over here okay okay so this conspiracy, and I, I just wanted to research more into this conspiracy theory because I found it fascinating and weird, and it also felt like a grudge. And sure enough, it ended up being a grudge. So it was started in the early 90s by this woman who is insane or was insane. She died of an opioid overdose called Linda Thompson. Now, this woman was an Indianapolis-based founder of the American Justice Federation, which was a pro-gun nonprofit question mark um, focused on <laughs> minimizing "quote unquote" big government. And this organization was also a part of what she liked to call the unorganized militia of the United States. She called herself the acting the acting adjutant general of this militia. Okay, so we can see where her head was at. I, she randomly quit her law job and started that American Justice Federation thing. And she was also doing conspiracy films on how the Clintons are ruining everything and how basically a new world order was going to come in and big government was going to put people who protest in concentration camps. And she was convinced the black helicopters would follow her everywhere. So I think we know enough about this woman to see where her head was at, right? Um, yeah. Also, and this is absolutely bananas to me when I read this, she tried to plan an armed march on Washington, D.C. to, I'm not kidding, try Congress members for treason in citizen courts. Does this sound familiar to y'all? Yeah. Do y'all remember uh, January oh. 2021? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. I, when I read that, my jaw dropped. And also, it was not shocking. I was just like, oh, right, okay. We should have seen this coming. It shouldn't have been a surprise. But anyway, that's just me on my soapbox. Point is, basically, the U.S. government is an abusive relationship. And the more we look at the history of it, the more (laughs) nothing should be a surprise. Okay, anyway, (laughs) it's early Uh 90s, and she hates the Clintons. Do, do, do. She ends up compiling a list of 24 people with vague connections to Bill and Hillary who have died under unnatural circumstances, and she sends it over to William E. Dannemeyer, who is this conservative Republican member of Congress in California. And this man reads the list, goes, makes sense, takes this list, and calls for actual hearings on this bananas-ass 
list that basically says that Hillary and Bill Clinton are killing people. Now, mind you, this man, the Republican who backed the list, also backed propositions including <laughs> mandatory quarantine of HIV-positive people, banning oh, HIV-positive immigrants, banning <laughs> LGBT community as a whole, <laughs> um, and other insane-ass okay. ideas that thankfully did not go through. He did, however, and I find this hilarious, he ended up reading a graphic depiction of quote-unquote gay sex allowed into the congressional record. And I just, my heart, like he hates gay sex so much. And so my heart just leaps at this homophobic man describing golden showers and rimming to Congress. That is recorded forever. What? And I love that. But like, but what? But for what? He was, he was describing it. To show you it. how gross yeah, it exactly, is. Yeah, exactly. To show you how unnatural it was and how crazy it is. I mean, I'm sure there were so more weird. than a few listeners there that were like, this sounds kind of exciting, actually. They should have described straight sex afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's like in The Handmaid's Tale. You put the P and the V, and then it's done, and there's no eye contact, and lube. And it's what rape. is lube? <laughs> and it's rape. Okay, now I'm going to have to add rape to trigger warnings. Okay. So per everything I have just said, thankfully this conspiracy has been proven to be false. However, it comes up like every few years. It's insane. Like when Epstein died or was killed, question mark, that conspiracy theory came up again. Back it up. Basically, don't believe this conspiracy theory. Now, let's back it up to the actual real conspiracy of the drug tra- trafficking ring in Arkansas. 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 Good job. Thank you. So these subsequent deaths after the case that Taylor mentioned are actually very real and were actually connected to a larger drug trafficking conspiracy. And I just kind of want to go through the victims, their connection with the case and how they died. And then basically, I guess, end it with why has this not been solved yet? Mm, question mark. So let's start with Keith McCaskill. He was an informant for the grand jury investigator, and he had taken some aerial pictures of the scene of the crime. It seems like he had some information. He was stabbed 113 times in 1988. That's oh. so many times. So that was a that year is. after the yeah. boys the, on the train. Yeah, that's like Julius Caesar level of stabbing. But like four times Julius Caesar. Precisely. He's not even an emperor. I know. It's crazy. He must have had really intense information. And then... Gregory Collins was also supposed to testify in front of a grand jury about the murders, but um, he died because he has he was shot in the face with a shotgun three times. So another Damn. like, hey, police, what's up? Like, what's going on? Do you want to look into this? You know, two people have already died. Police are like, no, I don't think so. Similar to Gregory, Jeff Rhodes. Right before he was killed, he confessed to his parents that he knew too much about the case. And then, sure enough, he was shot in the head and thrown in a dumpster. And it seems like his ex-girlfriend or someone that was seeing him confessed later to killing him, but didn't get arrested or anything. And it, it, it just, like, that, that confession just, like, sat there. So, totally fine. Totally fine. And then, um, normal, yeah, cool. totally normal. And then Richard Winters, he was a suspect in the case. And it seems like, I guess, he and some people that he trusted that he shouldn't have trusted did a robbery. And then the robbery was actually a setup to kill him. So he died because he was killed. And then 
The last one that I found is Keith Coney, and this is just insane. It seems like he was with the two boys that night and then escaped, and the murderers later found him and tried to cut him in his throat, and then he got on his motorcycle and tried to escape again, and then they chased him, and he lost control because they had slit some of his throat, and um, his motorcycle crashed and he died. So here's the problem with this case in general, is because it turned into this huge conspiracy theory which is called Arkansas or the Clinton body count. They've kind of like merged the two. Because it's become such a conspiracy theory as well, there's so many, there's so much to weed through to figure out like what's what's true and what's Absolutely. not because so many people are just making stuff exactly. up. Exactly. So, it's so it, there are a lot of like conflicting there's some conflicting stuff out there. So, that's another reason why it makes it so difficult to figure out like what is actually going yeah, on. Yeah. I feel like I put in like I'm I'm saying the information that I found in like minimum multiple sources because exactly. other if you if you don't do that you're just going to end up on far far right websites and it's going to be like hey Bill Clinton actually he he was in his um true form which is his lizard body and he went up to the <laughs> boys and shot them because they saw him in his lizard body and then you'll be like oh okay yeah let, let me say that Lizards on the podcast now. couldn't use a gun yeah they have like little tongs for hands yeah they couldn't shoot a gun exactly so I definitely believe that there is something insanely fishy around this case the fact that it still hasn't been figured out or resolved and it's been you know decades at this point now and it's been proven that it's a homicide is insane why are y'all trying to keep it quiet what like who are you protecting who are you, who are you hiding however are the clintons assassinating multiple people yeah babe i don't think so and also like <laughs> please don't get into conspiracy theories they're so so unhealthy they really are. You go into such a rabbit hole, which is essentially what happened like year a couple years ago whenever I started this, going into this weird rabbit hole of yeah, of what of what potentially happened. I mean, like Bill, Bill Clinton was just governor at the time and mm-hmm. so they're like, therefore, it is his fault, you know, yeah. that like he knew about it and like let it happen or whatever. I it's like, respect no. people who want to know things, like I really do, but I self-identify as a bimbo and for me it's like Okay, like I don't I don't need to know this and I really don't care, quite frankly. Let me go like watch my shows now. Goodbye. <laughs> People aren't very good at like accepting that sometimes like you can't sit in the unknown. We're really bad at doing that as humans. We're just yeah. like we can't we are like we need to prescribe reason to everything even though we don't have all the information. I know. I'm so comfy with the unknown. Like I don't even know where babies come from. Like I'm just so comfy with me it, neither. you know. <laughs> I think you find them at the baby farm. That's, That's like, another conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's like birth control. Like, not really sure how it works. Oh but it my does. gosh! Yes. Well, they. Well, birth control. That's a conspiracy. I don't think it's real. Birth I control? hope so. Or else, why do I have this thing up my vagina? Okay. That's the microchip. They put it in all the girls. Oh, fun, fun, fun. No, I have my microchip. I got one of those, too. Yeah, I have my microchip from the vaccine. Everyone get microchipped. Well, this has been wonderful. I am so sorry to our listeners that we cannot solve this case for you. I know it, it, like it's really frustrating and really hard, but you know we can only dedicate so many hours <laughs> to this podcast. So true. But yeah, you can you can set up a email what hotline hot tips. Some, yeah, go join the chat rooms. Ruin your life. No, please yep. don't. But like, go make healthy decisions. Go outside. 
Go outside. Oh, yeah. Go on a walk. Go on a walk. That's a good idea. Yes. Instead of going on a chat room. Go make healthy decisions, basically. And also, thanks so much for listening. I don't know if that was a healthy decision for you, but I'm glad that you stuck through it. <laughs> See you next week. Cadaver Gals. Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is produced, recorded, researched, written, etc., and hosted by Gabby Watts, Taylor Church, and Nika Duarte. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Gals. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com.